from somewhere in North Carolina and South Jersey. It's the Sal and Rich Podcast, starring Sal and Rich. I'm not Edmund McGann, and with no orchestra, only the music we can beg, barter, or steal, we're inviting you to join Sal and Rich and their guests. No one. She backed out. That's right, the first one backed out. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Sal. Here we go. Happy Sunday. For us Spanish folks out there, he's singing now. Alright, let me turn this up before Trump is nuts again. Music will make it insane. There we go. Thank God that's over. <laughs> oh, that's for all our listeners in El Paso. <laughs> on the border. <laughs> oh man, that was we an Eagles. We do have a lot. <laughs> that was an Eagles album on the border, remember? Yes, I do. Cool. Yes, I do. Welcome to uh, the first official podcast of uh, what we hope is a, uh, excuse me, we're working through the technical stuff. What we hope is a long um, and um, not arduous, but long and fun time on uh, doing these podcasts. Rich and Sal, uh, this all, I'll I'll give you an idea of how this all started if you uh, are not aware. It all started back at the uh, reunion uh, that we had for the class of 71, and uh, we had such a great time. And for a guy who did not want to go, I'm so happy that I did go. And um, at, during that whole process, uh, I got to meet Rich, and we got to be good friends. And um, also, also want to shout out to and thank everyone who created and coordinated this whole process of the 50th uh, reunion. And that includes... You uh, mean our first guest? Our first guest who didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well. oh yes she had a conflict and we <clears throat> we all have conflicts <clears throat> excuse me and so uh we are we are going to coordinate with her for the week of may 15th that'll be our next podcast and uh also the theme for that next podcast is going to be um around our 52nd uh anniversary of our uh, senior prom so uh we'll we'll somehow weave that in so um, the other thing I want to mention before we get started is some of you may or may not know that uh, Joe Dawson and I were good friends. We did some radio shows together. We had a weekend gig at WDVL in Vineland and um, also did um, some routines with Don Cannon at WIBG. And so uh, I'm dedicating the show to Mr. Dawson and a shout out to his uh, sisters, Kathy, Peggy and Mary, who have basically become sisters f- from a different mother f- for me uh they're, they're great friends and so i uh, just want to let them know that we're thinking of joe and this whole uh, podcast is dedicated to him so mr rich soper what the heck is up not much but you know i do remember the uh, joe Dawson show but it wasn't with you it was a guy by the name of uh dom morrow morrow <laughs> it was marlon dawson Morrow. that's right <laughs> You are correct, the wise yes. one. 
<laughs> you are correct. Yes, indeed. I used to li- I used to listen to Joe all the time. On uh, he was on some station in Delaware, and I was working down there for a while. And uh, I would turn on the radio, and I would hear Joe Dawson. And I always wondered before the internet was that the real Joe Dawson? Yeah, it was. And, uh, I'm finding out now it was. Yeah. W D E L. He was a good on. Video of Joe. It was a good video of Joe on uh, YouTube being interviewed by somebody down there at some TV station. But it's good. You should check it out. I did. I did check it out. It's great. You have. Yeah. I think it was recorded uh, in the late 70s, if I remember correctly. There was a, it was tagged. But, yeah, it was a great interview. <clears throat> Joe was a, was a good friend. We had so much fun together uh, doing what we did. He, um, he took that path, and I didn't. Um, and, I, you know, you always think about, well, what if – and uh, one of the things that in when he was um, when we reconnected a couple of years ago before he passed away, you know, I, I asked him, I said, what what was it like to do that grind every day doing the radio stuff? And uh, and I said, because I was often wondered if that was something I should have done. And uh, he made a real, real good point. He said the most fun I ever had was when the two of us were doing the gig at uh, WDVL. So I thought that was really cool. And uh, I miss him, and um, but he's in a better place because uh, he suffered for a long time. So, anyway, let's get on with the show. Uh, we we're gonna break this down into a couple of um, things that we'll do. Um, talk about what's been happening to us. A little bit later on, we'll get into the shit that drives Sal and Rich crazy. We're gonna play some music, and uh, we also want you all out there who are listening to us for the first time uh, to real, to know that you can reach us at Sal and rich podcast at G- gmail.com. If you've got any comments, you've got um, any suggestions of things that we should be talking about or covering. Also, if you would like to um, participate and be a part of this, that would be great. We'd love to have you on. So all those things to, to consider, please write us, let us know if um you will continue to listen. <laughs> Hopefully you will. <laughs> um, and like I said, if you've got any, any, any ideas, we're, we're open to all kinds of suggestions. So, Rich. We had a lot of uh, listeners for the first tag, right? We did. Last yeah, time. we had 30,000. <laughs> yes, 30,000 listeners, <laughs> which I thought was amazing. It's incredible. We didn't do any advertising. so uh, We do have advertising today. That's right. Right. Who's, you you want to do the commercial? Later on. Oh, okay, we'll do it later. A couple minutes, we can do it. Yeah. Okay. So, tell me about your trip to uh, Florida. You went all the way down to Florida. You went to uh, New Orleans. You were like the man about town. Yes, we uh, we drove. We didn't drive down this time. We took the cattle car down, commonly called <laughs> auto train. <laughs> <laughs> and we we got a roomette, which was the size of his desk. And the bathroom was even smaller. Which makes Rich say he has to lose weight by the next time he takes the auto train. Because <laughs> you can't move in there. But it's really it tight. Good. It was on time. Left at three. It was very tight. Left at three o'clock in the afternoon. We're in Florida by nine o'clock the next morning and uh, visited some friends and family in Florida. And we uh, wound up kid sitting for nine, ten days, I guess, my son's children while they took a trip. And then we shot up to uh, Pensacola. Saw my niece and nephew, had some good food up there. I recommended Sal to it. He took it. Yeah, it was and cool. Took my, took my advice. And then we uh, headed over to the World War II Museum in New Orleans, and I highly recommend it. 
if you have never been there before, especially if you, you know, your parents were in World War II or you're interested in history. It's, it's a great, great museum. And then we went over to uh, Avery Island, Louisiana. And went to the Tabasco sauce machine. Uh, machine. You're, you're a hot dude, right? <laughs> it was hot. It was great. It was a favorite part of my trip, honestly. I loaded up the car with all different types of uh, Tabasco sauce. And, you know, oh, my I got God. The look. I got the look. You know, why, why are you buying I'm sure, you I'm sure you did. New Jersey. Yeah. I, said, no, yeah. I, I can't buy a gallon size of jalapeno sauce in New Jersey. <laughs> She says, that's because you don't need a gallon size of jalapeno sauce. <laughs> so I guess oh, who has God. been using jalapeno sauce all week just to get rid of it and prove it wrong. <laughs> You're putting it in your omelet, you know, the whole bit. Oh, right? it's cereal everywhere. <laughs> Tonight being the, uh, the Cinco de Mayo, I will put it in something. I don't know. Does it go tacos? Bourbon? Who knows? Yeah, tacos, tacos, whatever. There you go. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yep, That's, and then... Uh, and then you drove 700 drove miles a day. Was, uh, Good Lord. Yes, I don't know how you do that. I got tired of Marriott hotels. Yeah, it was it was easy. It wasn't bad. I went up 81 and waved to Joan Deuce as we went by. She lived... Where did she... She, waved. she didn't wave back. Oh, okay. Somewhere oh. in the Roanoke area, I believe. Oh, is that where she area. lives? Okay. Very pretty. Yeah, that is a pretty area. Yeah. Cool. And then uh, got home, and uh, it's you know we've non it's been nonstop ever since. And how about you, Sal? What have you been doing? <laughs> kind of like the same thing. We did a little bit of traveling, quite a bit of traveling. Uh, I was about a week behind you. Um, we unfortunately, Patty's uh, brother passed away. And um, he was a retired Navy. He spent his career in the Navy, uh, a naval av aviator. And um, the cool thing was, uh, you know, when you're in the military and you're in the wars, you don't, most people don't want to talk about it. So his, her brother really didn't talk about anything. Um, but when we went to the mm. funeral, it was two days. There was a regular fu funeral, and then there was a military service down in Pensacola. And the neat thing was all his friends – uh, that he went to school with and that he was in battle with uh, showed up. There was probably about 30 guys. Four of the guys went to Annapolis with him, and we actually met his roommate, and they just had so many great stories. The one story that I got clarification on, it was, was really interesting. Patty's brother um, was shot down in uh, Vietnam. He flew an F-8 reconnaissance plane, so he was taking pictures. And uh, I heard that he got shot down, but he was never captured, However, what I found out is that his wing on the plane was three-quarters blown off, and he was able to oh, land wow. that plane on a, the shortest aircraft carrier at the time, which was the USS FDR, landed it. He was safe. Everyone who watched and witnessed it couldn't believe that he was able to do that. He got a star for that. I can't remember what kind of stuff it was, what gold star or whatever it was, but... Um, the other neat thing was at the funeral, all of his military stuff was there, all the awards he got. He was quite a self-made man. And um, the story goes that um, when he turned 17, his parents said, well, you know, what's the plan for you? Because we don't have any money for you to go to college. And that was a surprise to him. So he gets on his bike the next day and rides up in, off of Haddon Avenue, goes up to the recruiting office, signs up, and he joined the Navy. And the interesting thing was – 
he did it the hard way because you very rarely go from being an enlisted person to get into Annapolis. But he wrote, uh, he's got a book that he wrote. It's not published, but we found out that there was a gentleman at, um, the, at the, the, the recruiting office who was inspired by how smart uh, Norm was. And he said to him, he said, you got a chance to go into the academy. He said, here's a test that you need to take. He says, I'm going to help you with it. And sure enough, Patty's brother, he got into the academy. And he graduated uh, the class of 62. And uh, he had an outstanding career. So um, wow. it was, what a hero. you know, it's one of those. Really? Yeah, he, he was, you're absolutely right. He was a hero. Um, but, you know, soft-spoken. The other thing that was really cool, he had, he, um, he had a motorcycle and he had a bunch of guys that he, his Vietnam buddies that they would go around the country and visit people and stuff like that. And when we were living in Wallace, North Carolina, he came and visited us and he shows up on this big motorcycle. And at the time he was, he was 80, 83 when he passed away, 82. I think he was in his late seventies and he's still riding his bike. Um, and I said to him, I said, do you ride on 95? He says, no, I take all the back roads, all the back roads. Cause you know, you know, when you look at these motorcyclists on these main roads, it's it's kind of scary. So he said, "No, I avoid all that," and yeah. uh, it was really, and that was in fact the last time we actually saw him. But Patty's talked to him many, many times since then. But so anyway, that's what took us to Florida. But on the before that, before going to Pensacola and for the service, we uh, I have two sisters that live in Tampa and uh, Barbara and Lisa. So we stopped and saw them and their brother, my brother-in-laws, and hadn't seen them in a while. Flew over to Pensacola, and that's another weird thing is that you, you would think yeah, that there's a dir- trip from Pensacola to Tampa. How long did that take? <laughs> it took forever. I could and have driven, way, where, like you said. And, and, where, and where do you live? Tell us about that. I trip. live in Charlotte, and so the flight from Pensacola to, from Tampa Bay to Pensacola took me to Charlotte, where I sat for an hour, could have gone home, and, and then from there to Pensacola. So, um, but it was an eight. It was about a seven-hour ride. I, yeah, I could have driven, but I'm just. I just don't like driving anymore. So, anyway, um, <clears throat> went to Pensacola and then took your advice to go to the was it Union Public House for dinner. The Union where, Public House, highly recommended. Yeah, unbelievable place. Uh, great food. Um, you had told me about the duck fat bourbon, and I was like, when you first told me about that, I was like, does this come with paddles? And um, <clears throat> it was fabulous. It was unbelievable. Smooth, did, smoky. Right? Yeah, it did. Did a side of battles and a, and a, and a little Lipitor for, uh, for, your, um, for yourself to protect yourself. But no, it was, it was really good. The, the, the place, though, like when we're driving up, I'm looking at this place. It's like, no, nah, this can't be where it is. And I didn't see anybody. There's like, you're looking in the windows of Smokey. And I was like, is this? It looks like a rundown gas station. And sure enough, walk in. And it's lovely. Big bar, great waitress we had. Food was outstanding. So if you're going to Pensacola, and I know Mickey Finelli is going uh, in February. She sent me a note because she said she was going to check it out. Her son is getting commissioned in Pensacola, so she said we, we will check it out. But if you happen to be in Pensacola, Union Public House, outstanding. Great recommendation. The other thing that happened yes, to me. really good. Now we're talking about flying, right? So I, I – I hate flying since 9-11 took place, but uh, it, for me, it's, it's yeah. quote, convenient because I don't like to drive that much anymore. So we get, into, we get into Charlotte, and it is literally a sea of humanity. And this, is, was, this was in the middle of the week, and it's just long lines. 
you know, you check in, you get your bag checked and all that. And um, we're, we asked the lady, uh, where's, where's our gate? She goes, gate five. We start walking over to gate five. And you have to go through TSA. Well, unfortunately, we didn't have the pre-check done, but we we're going to get that fixed. Um, and as we're getting through the line, I hear this guy is screaming at the top of his lungs. He's like, I, I was like, who the hell is he yelling at? I thought maybe somebody had a gun or something. And this guy's like, take your IDs out. Let's move the line faster. It's like, it, it felt like a perp walk at some point because you just felt embarrassed that you're actually walking through this line. I get through there and the guy's, take your belt off. I say, all right, I'm taking my belt off. Take your shoes off. And I do all that. And unfortunately, I forgot that I had my ticket in my back pocket. Well, this guy starts yelling at me because I'm going through the scanner. I was like, all right, dude. All right. He's, yeah, you have to get out. You got to take the ticket out, put it back on the, on the tray, run that through the machine. Finally, got through it all. And it's like Patty and I are walking away. We're getting dressed, putting our shoes on. And we head to the gate. And uh, we sit down, get a cup of coffee. And I'm sitting there. And I am getting this strong whiff of garlic like you can't believe and my first thought is there's an italian near me somewhere or there's an indian as like because those both of those folks love garlic and i can't figure out and we who, and we love them too we do we do love them this is you know we i'm do. not we love not, them. not trying to be um uh un, uh politically incorrect Whatever. but you know <laughs> So I'm trying to figure not out on this podcast. No, we'll never do that on this podcast. We'll never be incorrect. No. no. So so I'm trying to figure out where the hell is this garlic coming from? I mean, it's unbelievably strong. And, you know, after a while, you just give up and you just, you know, I'm reading, looking at my phone and all that. They start calling us. We're in group five. Patty and I sit down. She's got an aisle seat. I got an aisle seat. We're right across from each other. And um, all of a sudden... <clears throat> this guy wants to he comes up and he wants to sit in the middle seat so i get up and i'm getting the i'm getting the garlic again i'm like oh shit i'm gonna sit next to the garlic man for two hours on this plane <laughs> and it was it was him and i figured out who it was and uh it was a long ride but that was my um that was my uh trip going and coming from um from tampa to pensacola a lot of fun i recommend not flying you, you know you flew a lot in your career. Oh, I yeah. I flew a lot in my career. And it was great. You get bumped up to first class. You have a nice meal. Then I would get home. And my wife had no idea I was getting served. and <laughs> She would feel sorry for me. Then all of a sudden, she flies with me one day to California. And we're in first class. And <laughs> give, her a, give us a menu. <laughs> and she looks at me. She said, what is this? I said, it's, it's a menu. She, We're on an airplane. Yeah, I know. And all of a sudden, they're serving food on China, and you're getting to pick what you want. That was the end of the meals and a sorry. I feel sorry for you because you have to fly every day. Was, then, you know, then flying went from nice meals on United Airlines to oh, yeah. the flight attendants going up and down the aisle selling gabagool sandwiches. You know what I mean? <laughs> Tossing bags of pretzels. And, or tuna fish. Yeah. yeah tossing uh, you a bag of pretzel. Or somebody brings their own food on, and you're sitting next to them, and it's a tuna fish or an egg salad. <laughs> it was, it's horrible now. Oh, it's terrible. It really is. You're lucky if you get, if you get something to drink. And, uh, and yeah, you don't. You know, and actually, if you're, if you're in first class, I've seen what they give them. It's nothing worthwhile anymore. It's pathetic. It really is. And, like, Spirit Airlines? I've never flown, never flown Spirit. Said, I flew them once, 
they handed out the peanuts, and the lady, a uh, kid, had a kid, and they told the flight attendant, she said, oh, my kid's allergic to peanuts. And the flight attendant said, oh, well, too bad. <laughs> no, really? He's, yeah, it was just. His face is blowing up. <laughs> face is blowing up. Yeah, we we had, Jan purchased the tickets, and I said, Jan, we don't, we don't have seats yet. <laughs> she said, well, well, call them up and get seats. So I called up Spirit. I said, we don't have any seats assigned yet. She said, you haven't purchased seats. <laughs> well, what did I purchase then? The right to have a seat. She said, well, you, that's what it was. She said, you can purchase seats. I said, do I have to purchase a seat? Why can't I just stand for two hours? <laughs> no, you have to purchase a seat. <laughs> it's a joy. I don't understand it. I know. I it's know. a it's, joy. It's such a joy. So anyway. They deserve to go out of business. They do. They do. Um, flying is not fun anymore. Um, for sure. Um, all right, Rich. The other question I, I want to ask you is uh, we're doing our first podcast, and so I'm trying to get a sense from you, and I'll give you my opinion. What is success, in your words, for the podcast? Um, people, you know what? If we could bring some entertainment for 20 minutes every two weeks, that's fine. I'd be very happy with that. Uh, or actually, if people join us and start talking about our reunion, we we bring other classes in and they talk about their experiences at PVI, Paul Six High School. To me, that would be cool. That's good. That's real good. That, and the other thing is, if we get big enough, we can knock Howard Stern off the air. <laughs> you think that's possible? Don't think. <clears throat> yeah. And. Uh, New, uh, and we could get a nice contract with Sirius XM and get paid. How much does he get paid? Oh my God, it's ridiculous! Some ridiculous amount. Yeah, yeah, I know. He is. He, he, he he's very very talented. Um, that's all right. That's from, what I, I that's what I think. And uh, what do you think? Very very noble on your part. I think um, me. Uh, one word, Colagard, Colagard. I think we Excuse could. What, what is that word again, please? <laughs> Colagard. You've seen the commercials. Colagard. I, I mean, I saw they... the commercial last night for the first time. Did you really? The really? walking box. Yeah. Is it, what is it? it? Just I. Well, it's well. Uh, let me let me explain. If, if that's the first time you've seen it, I've seen it many times, and that's why I was thinking we have the right demographics for Colagard. I mean, um, we're all approaching, uh, or some of us have already approached seventy. Um, and and so you know you have to have your colonoscopy and this is an easy way to do it you don't have to go and you know wash out your insides you just apparently take a dump in a box and <laughs> the ups guy comes and picks it up and and you're off and running what i what what i think about is who's the poor schmuck that's got to open up the box when it gets to the lab <laughs> It's like you look at this commercial. It's like somebody's getting paid eleven dollars an hour to open the box and take your dump and test it to make sure that you don't have colon cancer. And it's like this is—it's okay. really a well, you know. Well, I hope the pay is well for these guys. I hope it's more than eleven dollars an hour. That's for sure. So that's well, what I think about. First of all, I—I I did see that commercial last night. You did. I thought it was like they deliver food in the box. <laughs> no, it's the other way, buddy. Now you're it's telling leaving. Me it's- is is shit in the box? It's <laughs> shit in the box, man. <laughs> wow. Exactly. It's shit in the box. And you know what? <laughs> I think 
I really think that these guys have got to do a better thing with their commercials. They've got to sexy it up. So, so you, remember, you remember that routine from Saturday Night Live with uh, Adam Sandberg and Justin Timberlake? You remember Dick in a Box? Yeah. You, okay. Tell me well, about it. Well, here it goes. It's easy to do. Just follow these steps. One. Cut a hole in a box. Put your junk in that box. Make a hope in the box. And that's the way you do it. In the box. <laughs> I think that would be great. <laughs> it would be. I'm just shocked. I mean... All of a sudden, I think my UPS guy deserves a raise. <laughs> and the other thing is, you think about this, how many boxes does one guy have in his truck as he's going around? <laughs> it's got to be it's so hot, depressing. On a hot summer on a, day in New Jersey. Exactly. Five yep. boxes of shit. Colligard. <laughs> anyway, that's my, uh, that's my idea of success, my friend. <laughs> hmm. Well, you yeah, know, it's a I, great idea. Because is there anything my... worse than a colonoscopy, really? Well, yeah, it's not fun, you know. But, you know. I like the, I like the, I like the medicine they give you. Yeah. Come out the, of it. The pro, oh, the propofol. Now I know why Michael Jackson yes. died. That stuff now is we... unbelievable. I mean, yes. it's the greatest sleep you have ever had in your life. It's awesome. Uh, it's a shame Michael didn't know about shit in the box. <laughs> Maybe that's what he was doing. <laughs> Could have been producing more great music. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, we've taken we've taken this down to crapper. Um, no pun intended. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get to the next part of the program and uh, stay tuned. Hold on. Here we go. Shit that drives Sal and Rich crazy. There we go. And there's always something that drives both of us nuts. Rich, you want to start? Yeah, Wawa. I love Wawa. Wawa. Don't don't take me wrong here. It's probably uh, very local to well. It's up and down the East Coast now, and we used it quite a bit in the last few weeks when we got gasoline. Why do people pull into the gas station, put gas in their car, and say, "Oh, I think I'll go in for a cup of coffee now," and leave their car at the gas pump? And you and have 10 cars <laughs> circling the gas pumps, trying to find a place to get gas. There's nobody pumping gas in the car, and there's nobody in the car. That a drives me nuts. There's a schmuck getting coffee, right? <laughs> coffee, whatever. I, who knows? Oh, man. But the gas, I don't get it. At that, yeah, that would drive me what crazy. What drives you seen, crazy? What drives me crazy? Uh, uh having to check your stuff out at the at the grocery store it just drives me nuts i when did this become a thing that you know years ago you'd you'd go to we have harris teeters down here so we go to you go to a store and you you know you shop around and boom you check out and there's like you know it's like seven or eight lanes there's always somebody there probably five of the seven are working and now in the last i guess the last 15 years you have one person who's checking you out and then everybody else is self-checking and it's like it just, we are paying, every item that you buy is embedded a cost for all the employees' payrolls. So when did, it, when did it become cool for us not to get paid, but to do free work at the, at, the, uh, at the grocery store? That drives me crazy. So I went with Patty, this is about a couple of weeks ago, and um, we, we have our stuff, we're, we're checking out, 
And at Harris Teeter, they have this bonus program that if you get so many points or spend so much money, um, you can take it to a gas station and you get, I think if you have like a hundred dollars, uh, you get like 10 cents off, something like that. So you have to type in your phone number. So I type in a number and my first three numbers are 703. So I type in a 70, I hit return and I scan a cucumber and the cost for one cucumber is $144. I'm like, what the hell happened? I said to the lady, I said, I know inflation's gotten bad, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> and she goes, sir, you put your seven zero, you know, for the Harris Teeter bonus points, you put that as your, um, as the 70 cucumbers that you bought. I said, oh, okay, thank you. Meanwhile, Patty comes back and there's like this big hubbub around me. And she goes, what the hell are you doing? I explained to her. She's like, I can't leave you alone for five minutes <laughs> and you screw up. So that, that kind of, that shit drives me crazy. It's like, why am I checking myself out? Why can't somebody, I'm paying for this. Why can't you guys provide enough people to do it so we don't go crazy and make mistakes and make ourselves well, look like senior citizens? We, we, we do have a similar situation here in Jersey. Nobody works. And uh, now we have to bring our own bags into the store. That's crazy. They don't that give you bags. Is, they don't yeah. give you bags. So you have to bring in, yeah, and that's all. bags, and if you... Mm-hmm. That's to protect the environment. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. I love it. So, um, Sal, I, I hope you're not buying cheese at Harris Teeter. I'm not, Are you? because I'm aware of our new sponsor. It's fabulous. It's really fabulous. If you are in the South Jersey, Delaware, Central Jersey, Philadelphia area, I suggest you take a trip over to Smithville. There's a wonderful cheese shop called Magnifico's Say Cheese, located (laughs) at 615 East Moss Road in Galloway, New Jersey. That's the home of Smithville Inn. I love that place. Who owns that cheese shop? One One of our classmates, I'm sure. How about it? John Roback. You got that right. I'm a genius. John Roback owns, you are genius, <laughs> or well-rehearsed, one or the other, but John Roback, we had the pleasure of visiting John this week, Janice and I, and uh, we spent about an hour and a half in that cheese shop, and tonight I will be taking out my Tabasco sauce and my cheese <laughs> from John Roback's cheese shop. And it was a lot of great cheese we purchased. And I really highly recommend if you're in that area, you stop by and see John. And uh, That's John awesome. has an interesting story, and I hope we can get him on our podcast in the future. Uh, it's just a great place, great guy. And that is our first sponsor. I love it. I love it. And, yeah, when you told me the story about John's life and everything, it's, it just sounds – He's had quite an experience, um, and we are definitely going to get him on. Um, yeah. As you said, he may be technically challenged, but we'll, we'll walk him through the process. And I think he's, he's got a great story. And that's the other thing about what we want to do here um, is, is kind of have folks like John who've gone through and done all kinds of neat things in their life. Um, you don't have to be a superstar or a number one rock and roll star. Uh, we've all had uh, our ups and downs, and we've hopefully had more ups than downs. We'd love for you to come on and share those stories 
uh, with us. It'd be, it'd be really neat. So, um, again, if you like to do that, it was, it was, yep. I was going to say Sal and rich podcast at gmail.com. Please write us. Um, and we are, we can make you a star. We can make you a star. That's right. Who, who sang, uh, that was, uh, a sly and a family stone, right? Oh, that was one good. of their songs. You must have been a DJ yeah. one time in your life, huh? I was. I was a DJ. God, but I can't remember shit anymore. So it's embarrassing when we come up with songs and then I can't remember you know, who did it. But anyway, um, speaking of music, we want to play a, we'll play a song. We can't, we can't play the, the whole song. We're, we're prohibited from doing that because of royalties. We can play about 30 seconds of a clip. And that's what we're gonna we're gonna do. And the whole point of playing this music is because it's music from our the the greatest music from our uh, early years and high school years. Um, and we're gonna try and do that every every uh, podcast. We'll play a couple of songs. So, um, do you uh, you want to like go first? Idea. Yeah, you want to go first, or you want me well, to? Well, well, you you know what? Uh, you just spoke about memory. I can't freaking remember what song I told you to play. So just go ahead and do it. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to do this one because this is the first song I talked in on the radio with my friend Joe Dawson. 1972, Looking Glass. You all remember this one, Brandy. There's a port on a western bay And it serves a hundred ships a day Lonely sailors pass the time away Talk about their homes And there's a girl In this harbor town And she works Laying whiskey down They say brandy Fetch another round She serves them whiskey and wine When the bars close down Brandy walks through a silent town And loves a man Who's not around She still can hear him say she hears them say, Brandy, you're a fine girl. You're a fine what girl. a good wife you would be. Such a fine girl. my life, my love, and my lady. One of my favorite songs, Brandy. Keep the tradition going. I don't know why I like that song. It's just got a great, it's, great, it's, a, it's one of those songs that's got great lyrics. It tells a story. It's just, it's, I don't know, it's one of my favorites. Well, I'm, I'm happy it was only 30 seconds. As you, as you may not know, we're on camera here. And Sal and Patty were dancing. <laughs> it wasn't easy watching it. No, it's Dirty not. Dancing. It's, not, it's not pretty. It's not Sal, pretty. Thinks he's, Sal thinks he's John Travolta. <laughs> That's for, that is not true. I couldn't dance to save my life. That's for sure. Um, let's see. What do we got coming up next? Uh, we want to let's do one of your songs, and then we'll uh, we'll start to wrap this thing up. Uh, was it old school, buddy, or do you want to do twenty five? Sounds like 20, a winner to me. D. I love the uh, twenty five or sixty four. <laughs> Steely Dan. Steely Dan. Steely Dan. All right, man. You're, I love Steely Dan too. Sal's at the controls there, North uh -oh. Carolina. Yeah, pressing buttons. And it's trying to figure out what the hell do I do next? Yeah, what do I do? Here's the sound. Here we go. Nah, I'm gonna re I'm gonna pull it back because I screwed that up. Here we go. Mm -hmm. 
There we go. I need a sound engineer. Billy Dan, Mile School. That's great a good song, one. Great group. Man, it has some yeah. great music. I love the uh, the album Asia. That's one of my favorites. What's yeah. your What's your great, favorite one? Do you, great, great. I enjoy it. Countdown to Ecstasy. I don't know the album, but the, my favorite song is uh, uh, what is it called? Deacon Blues. Deacon Blues. Yeah, that's I a great think. one. Great lyrics. Yeah, we were you, you saw them. You saw them in. Long, in you saw them in concert. Saw them in concert in Camden. Took my uh, took a chance on my life, and uh, <laughs> we took the speed line in. Made it oh man! But the only song they didn't play was Deacon Blues. That's crazy. That's unbelievable. To me. Yeah, and, I thought it was crazy. And uh, was it? It's Walter Becker passed away, right? So it's just one guy now, Donald Fagan. Yes. Is he? Is he still touring? Do you know? Music. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he is. You know, uh, he was, I mean, you know what? They all look good up there as yeah. opposed to, uh, we saw Brian Wilson last year. Oh man. He's he sat there and I can't figure it out. He's pretty in bad shape. He's in bad shape. Yeah. He's tough. To, he's tough but, to watch. Uh, I, he had some psychological great. issues, right? Yeah. It was a, there was a movie out about that. And, um, uh, but his music, the yeah, his music's has great. It's been amazing. Yeah. It's legendary. And the um, and when you way, think about the Beach Boys yeah, harmonies, that song was playing. What's that? Oh yeah, yeah. The, the Beach Boys. I mean, I I try seeing them every year. Do you? Uh, Mike, the Mike Love group. Yeah, the Beach Boys are. I don't know if they're going to be in the South Jersey Philly area this year, but uh, I'll have to look that up. Yeah, they're 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 good, outstanding. It's unbelievable. They've been together for what over sixty years. It's crazy. Yeah. I think right, you... uh, Mike Love is going to be a guest on the show. I'm not sure. <laughs> you got him booked? He talks about <laughs> Jan, uh, yeah, we have Jan is our us. agent, Rich's wife, and so she's, yes. she's she's working the phones trying to get everybody on. <clears throat> she's, uh, we're working with the production companies, uh, agents. And by the way, hot off the press, mm -hmm. as of 10.39 a.m. this morning, Patty Santanella Townsend has said yes to, she will be on the next show. All right. Is she going to come to your? She going to come to your place? I don't know because she wants a hairdresser, makeup. <laughs> oh, she wants a makeup artist oh. and a limo. <laughs> She's going to be on. 
Oh, and I the most important the limo, thing you forgot. Ever... You, you forgot our martini needs to be chilled to a certain temperature, right? Uh, no, that's not that's not the most important thing about the martini. Oh, what is it? It's... It is the olives that are stuffed with blue cheese. Oh, okay, that's that it. I forgot. That's the most important part of it. Yep. Last yep. year in the planning phase of our 50th reunion, Janice was frantic. We had to go out and buy these little <laughs> olives with blue cheese. <laughs> But damn, you know what? She was she's smart. They're really good. They are good. Yeah. And I again, love martinis. Patty was su- Yep. Yep. That's yeah, great. That's a good idea for tonight. That's right. And Patty was supposed to be on today, but uh God bless her. She's helping um a friend of hers out uh, who needed some help and uh so she didn't ghost us. <laughs> it was for real, right? It was for real. Yeah. She had she really had some pressing uh things to do and I I, I give her I admire her for that. Yeah, no, that's all kidding aside. Um, yeah, couple couple person. of administrative things. <clears throat> we uh, found out that today is Mike Burgoon's birthday. So, Mike, happy birthday! I, I, yes. I'm assuming he's turned yeah. he's turning seventy. Um, so that's good. Uh, yeah, somewhere. <laughs> somewhere, right? He's partying somewhere like that. And um, you know, think about this seventy uh, thing here this year, right? Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of birthdays in the last like two months. Yeah. Right? Yep. What the hell were our parents doing <laughs> Thanksgiving and Christmas? Must have been no TV back in 1952. <laughs> right? They were partying. Everybody seems to be born. Yeah, everybody seems to be born in the last month or two. They were partying like it was 1952. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you say, hmm. You know, hmm. they should have been home watching Guy Lombardo or something. <laughs> That's a vision I just didn't need this morning. Thank you, my friend. Thinking about my parents conceiving me. That's great. Thank you. I'll have that all day long. <clears throat> oh, my God. I'm sure your parents didn't think about conceiving you either. <laughs> it's just <laughs> 10 minutes of fun. <laughs> and then, oops, what the oops. hell happened? Oh, geez. Sal comes into the world. Yes. There we go. Um, and then how about uh, on a... My, boy, my boy's going to be a disc jockey. <laughs> He will be the next Arthur Godfrey. There you go. What a talent. Yep. God. Yes. Um, and then you want to talk about Barbara Knoll? Barbara Knoll, yes. Um, unfortunately, she passed away this week. And, I mean, it's the uh, her recognition on Facebook from people in our class and the Paul Six uh, Alumni Association web Facebook page, it's been outstanding. Yeah, and it's been great. Again, we have to thank Patty for pulling together the 50th reunion because Barbara was there, and we have some great photographs of her. Yep. And uh, a lot of people were friends with her, and you know, hadn't seen her in quite a quite a few years. So yep. uh, it's a shame. And uh, tonight, when you are drinking for Cinco de Mayo, let's toast her. Yeah, absolutely. She um, had, appeared to have a nice and wonderful life. She had a, a, a big family. I think I counted like six kids, if I, if I counted right. Yeah. 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 I, and here she was a basketball. I, I mean, I don't remember. Basketball and uh, track team. Yeah. And she was very involved. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she worked at a school here in Audubon. So, uh, oh, really? God bless okay. her. Yeah, God bless her. Um, and speaking of people passing, another uh, person that, that we lost this week was Gordon Lightfoot. And um, a great, great singer. He had a lot of great hits in the 70s. 
Um, one of them is if uh, you could read my mind, and we're gonna we're gonna go out with with that one. Gordon was eighty four, and uh, we're gonna miss him, but we have his music. All right, my friend. We'll yeah, see you next don't time. Forget, if you want to be on, if you're from the class PBI, come on board, and talk. Absolutely. If you could read my mind, love, what a tale my thoughts could tell. You. 